welcome to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. My name is Austin Bagshaw. I'm an online calisthenics and nutrition coach, and my goal with this podcast is to keep your focus on continuous growth and education. I believe what you see and what you hear every day is the foundation of your reality. And with that being said, let's get to the show. Welcome back, guys. Super excited to dive into how to break bad habits today. And I'm going to use a really, really simple thing that I did in 2020 that looking back on it, I'm so happy I did it because it started saving me so much time. But before I dive into anything about breaking bad habits, we have to first look at how I learned this stuff. I read Atomic Habits by James Clear in 2020. This book literally changed my life. It was recommended to me by my mentor, Jordan Duggar, and it literally opened my eyes to how simple human beings actually are. We are so simple. We literally, we're all the same on how we process information and how we form habits. And if you can understand how we form habits, you can understand how to break habits. And that's what I did. I dove into this book that gave so many real world examples it talked about so many things, and I've, you've, if you listened to the podcast before, you've even understood that I've mentioned this, I've referenced this this a book, and it's came up in many, many topics because it's so important. Everything we do, guys, when it comes to changing, when it comes to wanting to live a healthier life, when it comes to getting bad people out of your life, it all comes down to your daily habits and how you view, view how you spend your time and what your time is worth to you. So, before I go into the bad habits, first off, let's talk about how habits are formed, okay? Habits are formed in four steps. They are formed by making it or making, and then they wonder why in four weeks they're, they're, they don't want to do it anymore and their body is hating, and they're hating themselves for it. So just make it easy. The fourth law is making it satisfying. This is the biggest thing, guys. If you do a workout and you feel like ass the next day and you hated the process, why would you want to do it again? You have to baby step this. You have to start making workouts fun. So starting with lists, starting with low intensity or steady state cardio, starting with getting more steps in, starting with stretching more throughout the day, starting with just working on your increasing your daily total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE. That is going to absolutely 10x your life. If you can really start focusing on making it satisfying rather than trying to do what Karen told you to do in, in your diet or t- Brad's told you to do in the gym, focus on just doing what you like to do. And, and this is a hard thing too, guys, because we always have to ask ourselves, do we actually enjoy the things that we do? Like I struggle with this so much because like for the th- last four years of my life, I was a constant giver. I was Instagram too. I would do things to help other people. And I would never really think of myself or sit down and ask myself, do I actually want to do this said thing? So we have to make things easy. We have to make it obvious, attractive, and satisfying. Those are the four steps. Obvious, attractive, easy, satisfying. Okay. Now, now you know what how to form a good habit. Now we have to look at the inverse of that to break a bad habit. Okay. So the inverse of this, and this is what I'm going to dive into today about my story on how I deleted Actually, not deleted. I stopped using Twitter and Snapchat without deleting the apps on my phone. And I'm going to dive into that after I go into the four steps. Step one is to make it invisible. Obviously, if you struggle with 
let's say chips are your bad habit. Um, don't buy chips or buy very, very little chips. Don't buy a lot of chips. Make it invisible. Don't you? We spend most of our time in our home or at work. Don't make sure you don't have access to chips at home or work because then you won't see it and you won't want it. So making it invisible distracts you from having a cue. Number two, make it unattractive. Research how bad chips are for you, how mindlessly eating them can cause bad habits and poor relationships with food. Look, typically people who eat chips all the time are pretty big. Do you want to be like that? Or, or you might be already big. Do you want to continue to get bigger? Make a negative implication or making it unattractive is going to be very, very important in getting you to stop eating as much chips. Three, make it difficult. Say you do have chips or say you do have a said junk food in your in your house or at work. Start placing them in things, in places like a very high cabinet, a very low cabinet, so you don't see them as often. Guys, there's a reason that Kroger, Walmart, or any store puts the highest priced item in the most eye level spot is because we, if we're looking at eye level, we're going to see those first. The ones that are lower, we don't look at because we have to bend down. No one wants to bend down. We all have tight backs and tight hamstrings. No one wants to bend down or get the bottom shelf stuff. So making it difficult would be putting your snacks in your basement, upstairs in your guest room, somewhere where you actually have to get up and have some energy and doing something that you don't want to do in order to do this said bad habit. Over time, this will actually start to add up and trickle to you not wanting to do it at all. And lastly, make it unsatisfying. Guys, we know we all know how we feel when we eat junk food after. We are tired. We get a sugar rush. We don't our, our stomach starts to get bubbly. We need to start highlighting how we feel, writing it down, putting it in your phone, telling your significant other or friend that you hate hate this stuff. The more you tell yourself that you hate it, the more less satisfying it will be. For me, junk food or fast food is like that. Yes, fast food can be tasty sometimes, but I hate how it makes me feel. So if I continuously tell myself I hate how it makes me feel, I'm going to stop liking it as much and it's going to taste a lot worse over time. So now that you have the four steps to create a good habit and the four steps to create a bad habit, I'm going to dive into how I use this framework to stop using Twitter and Snapchat this year. So come, I guess, quarantine time and around April, actually, when I started this uh, podcast in 2020, I start, I, I was noticing that I was wasting a lot of time scrolling, looking at social media and, and I, and obviously I'm an online fitness and health coach. So I have to be on social media because it's where I find the most clients. It's where I connect with people. It's where I can make content, but that doesn't mean I have to use all social media. So I was trying to, I was working with my business coach and finding ways to limit my time on said platforms. Snapchat turned out to be a very, very pointless thing for me to use. If you needed to talk to me, you could text me or you could call me. Uh, Snapchat was very, it felt immature to me. So I was like, all right, Snapchat's one of them. I don't need that thing. Next would be Twitter. Twitter is something I've had since I was in middle school. Like it's, I've, I've had Twitter forever and I've loved Twitter because one, it's a little outlet where I could laugh and it just get away from the world. But two, I, I use it to follow sports and news news events. I never went on Safari and said, man, I wonder what the uh, the score of that game was. No, I just get on Twitter and then type in the, the game. And that's how I find recent events. It was, it was my news, to be completely honest. I hate the news. So Twitter was my news. But Twitter has, if you're on Twitter and you're listening to this, you can vouch for me. Twitter is a freaking 
hole that you can dive into and not even realize you're on it for that long. Because it's funny. It's relevant. People post stuff that makes sense and make you laugh that are stupid, but it's just, it's just a, it wasn't helping me grow my business and it was making me waste time. So I decided Twitter and Snapchat were the two things that I did not want to do. Okay. So how did I do this? Okay. First off, I didn't want to, and obviously you're probably thinking, dude, why don't you just delete the apps? Okay, sweet. Like, yes, I could have just deleted the apps. But when you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to want it more. It's a little response in our brain. It's a psychological response. When you, If I tell you that you can't have a cupcake, like, hey, you're not allowed to have that, that cupcake, for some reason, your taste buds start to s- salivate and be like, man, that cupcake sounds really good right now. Or for instance, if you're out with friends and they're drinking and you're telling yourself, no, I'm not going to drink, and you're surrounded by it, you're going to really want to. So I know how I operate and you might be different, but I know how I operate. I don't like going cold turkey. I like weaning off of things. So I decided to make it invisible in a different way. First thing I did was I turned notifications off. That way, no red little numbers popped up when someone messaged me, Snapchatted me, got or, or sent me a message on Twitter. Nothing popped up on the app. So it was just an app. The second thing I did was I made it unattractive. Guys, this is big. So I made it unattractive to get on Twitter or social media or, or Snapchat. I, make, I made sure that the apps were not on the first two pages of my phone. The first thing I see is when I open my phone and I have t- like three pages. The first page is, is highlighted on what I need to focus my, most of my time on. Podcasts, notes, my business, um, finances, all the, all the stuff that really matters that I, can, I know I need to spend more time on is on the first page. Second page is more of the miscellaneous stuff, um, stuff that if I have time, I can get on it. And then the third page is stuff I never use just to be having my phone. And I'll tell you what, guys, when Apple decided to make the app library to where you can get rid of the app and just throw it into the app library, that was massive for me. And that takes me to the next step is making it difficult. So I decided instead of putting it in the third page of my apps, I put it in the app library. That means I never saw it unless I scrolled all the way to the left in my app library. And then I had to search for that set app because how it works, guys, the apps you use the most that are in the app library pop up first. So if you're never using them, you have to search for it. And that's what I did. I made it difficult for me to get on Twitter and Snapchat. So now <sighs> notifications are off. I have to swipe to, to, to find it. And I think I threw it even threw it in a, in a category before the app library. And then I have now it's an app library. So it's pretty much off my phone to an extent. So now trying to find this and get on it, getting on it was very, very annoying. So I stopped using it. I stopped looking at it. And four, the last one, guys, is make it unsatisfying. Twitter for me was funny because I followed a bunch of meme accounts or my friends sent me funny videos. So I wanted to get on it and check it out. And then one funny video after the next, I'm on there for 30 minutes and I wasted a lot of time. So unfollow any meme accounts or news media that keeps you on these apps. This will help you waste less time mindlessly scrolling. TikTok is very, very, very addicting. I was on it for a while because I was making TikToks to grow my audience and grow reach. And I caught myself just laughing because I it would just pull out videos exactly of what I wanted because that's how the algorithm works. So you guys, mindlessly scrolling is very, very easy to do. So we have to notice when we do it. And in order to do that, if you want to subtract your, or lessen how much you mindlessly scroll, stop following accounts that make you mindlessly scroll that it will be very, very powerful, guys. 
So that's kind of just my process of what I did. And it sounds really simple, like, oh, well, that's not too hard. And in reality, guys, it's not hard. It's really not that hard. You just need to start. start. And once you start, just stick to it. Like, I get on Twitter or Snapchat maybe once a week just because my friends still Snapchat me. I'm still in group messages, but I don't get notifications. So I never, I'm never on it. So if you're one of my friends and wonder why I don't answer Snapchats, this is why. Um, this probably took about three months to really nail down, guys. And I'd say the last four months of my life, I have really been on there maybe once a week on average. Twitter, I, and, and honestly, I'm, I, it's kind of sad I say this, but Twitter has being on Twitter has helped me not care about sports as much. Uh, when you run your own business, guys, like you can, you can have certain outlets. I have golf, I have friends, I have um, certain trainings that I do, I have other habits that I love, like skiing and all that stuff. But sports, it allowed me to stop caring about sports as much. And COVID, obviously, sports was weird, it was hard to follow, but I, I took it away from my life. It was not in my focus. It was not what I was looking at every day, and I stopped caring about it which led me to care more about my business, my clients, my, my close friends, my significant other, um, and, and my dog and family. Like That's the stuff that I care about and I want to focus on the most. And guys, to end this, just know your reality is, is a direct reflection of what you focus on the most, how you spend your time the most. That is the most powerful thing I can tell you today. Focus challenge yourself this year. If you want to change, if you want to really make a freaking change in your life, start tracking what you spend your most time on or spend the most time on throughout the day. How much time you're on social media? Look at your screen time. Look at how much how much hours you spend on social media. Look at how much hours you spend watching Netflix. Guys, if you want to grow, if you want to change, you got to change your habits. And that's what I did. I knew that I needed to do this. I knew I needed to rid that bad habit. And and lessen how much I mindlessly scroll. And these are the steps that I followed it. So lastly, to end it, guys, remember how to break a bad habit, make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, make it unsatisfying, make it something that you don't want to do. Would that person that you want to be, be doing what you're doing now? Continue to ask yourself that. And that will help so much, guys. Thank you again for listening. Hell of a time coming on this. Um, I, I I have a new podcast mic, so hopefully the quality is sounding a lot better for you guys. But if you if you did enjoy this, if you think someone, if you know someone who with a bad habit, um, and you know that they need to get get it together, five, and, and they just don't know how, they've tried and tried, and just everything they've tried has not worked. I would highly recommend you send them this podcast, and for you to send them the hard book or audiobook atomic habits. It will explain so much. It'll allow you to create an environment and what you have to do in order to change your habits. Because if you can change your habits, you can change your life. Thanks again for listening, guys. Stay moving. I'm out.